What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Sunday, January the 20th, 2013. You guys listen in to episode number 95, everybody, and um, right up front, I do want to apologize for um, having this a day and a half late. I know, but I've been consistent, okay? So don't give me that much shit. I've been consistent been coming out either Friday night or Saturday for many, many weeks in a row, and um, this time just insanely, just just really could not schedule it to, to do it properly where I could really focus on the show, which I wanted to do, um, but for good reason, a uh, ton of shows, really busy, kids sick with this fucking flu that everybody seems to be getting, I got my flu shot, have not got this thing yet, knock on wood. Uh, I thought I felt it coming on. Like, you know when you feel the sickness coming on in your throat the other day? I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to come, and it's not going to be pretty. But um, so far, so good. So, um, again, I do apologize. Uh, Once again, the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download Butterfly Radio on your iPhones. Get the app for free. And uh, you can um, hit on any podcast that's on there, send a, uh, up to a five-minute audio, and uh, it's awesome. You could, uh, you know, hear ba- we'll get right back to you. I get back to uh, people here on the show, shout you out and all that. It's just a great app to have, so download it, Butterfly Radio, and you can also go to ButterflyRadio.com, register to get your own podcast up there, um, and you could have as many podcasts, you know, talk about whatever you want, have uh, multiple podcasts for different shows, whatever you want to talk about. Butterfly Radio, it's growing every day, it's a great app, all my friends have the app, and people keep downloading it, so please do so, um, and it uh, doesn't make sense not to if you like podcasts. Okay, um, we will start the show, I have a lot, lot to talk about um, on the show. Okay, this is going to be, I mean, we, we got the playoffs that happened. We got the we got the people who are going to the Super Bowl, which, by the way, and we'll get to sports later. I'm not going to get into sports right now, but I do, have to, I do have to toot my own horn for a second here, people. I do have to pat myself on the back, if you will. In September, I did make a prediction. Go back, UTVE loyalists. And, and, and listeners from, from a while back know that I predicted, I said, the 49ers will win the Super Bowl and they will beat the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Now, I admit, I did back off the Ravens a little bit, but anybody would when you lose, you know, they lost Ray Lewis, they lost Terrell Suggs, they lost all these big-time players to injury. So I was like, fuck, and like, it looked like the Broncos were coming. But then those guys got healthy, came back on time, and and now they're in it. So I am going to take a little credit for this one. Um, But I can't get that cocky because, let's be honest, I thought the Giants were going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I thought a lot of different things were going to happen in the playoffs that didn't. But the two teams that I did pick originally to go to the Super Bowl are in. And um, the NFL playoffs, we'll get into all that stuff after. But uh, it was... uh, it's been a great playoffs for the NFL, like it always is. But I want to talk about a bunch of stuff here. Um, and I want to thank everybody, by the way, right up front too. I want to thank everybody for uh, your kind words and your support about my television performance on uh, Access TV's uh, Gotham Comedy Live. Um, I got incredible feedback. And a lot of people, a lot more people saw it than I thought that they would. Um, on some cable networks, it's a premium channel. 
And, uh, I mean, anybody with DirecTV got it, anybody with Dish got it, but, you know, people with Verizon, it's a premium channel, and, um, you know, it, I thought the production quality of the show was great, and it was awesome, so I do thank everybody for that, uh, for your kind words, and um, I'm sure that they'll rerun it again if you didn't see it, but... Um, I, I do I do appreciate all the support and you know who you are if you left me a comment or 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 a, or a text or a tweet or whatever you did about that uh, you know truly appreciate it it was a uh, it was crazy the week leading up to it was crazy because I was you know just doing shows and there was sometimes I had to do more time than the time I was doing on the damn show and but something happened and and this is something that uh, a lot of comedians do but I talked a lot of shit about not doing this and then I ended up doing it anyway and what it was was the week leading up to the show I was running around New York City getting on stage all the time preparing for it and I would even just to get on stage and work the timing out um, I would go into a room that was like really just a room that I really haven't done in a while and I don't mean to sound like a dick but just a room with like you know like a free show they're dragging people off the street and there's not many people and I was just trying to do as many shows as I possibly could so I did this one room where I go in and there's literally eight people it's it's nighttime during the week it's late and they you know there was like nobody in this room and I'm like I don't give a fuck if they just stare at me I don't care how dead this room is I just got to get the timing for this television show, you know, right, I just want to get my timing right, and I go up, and I'm, I don't give a fuck, I got all this discipline in my mind, I'm going to do this, I go on stage, I do one joke, they're just staring at me, because it's just so empty, and dreary, and dead in this room, I do another joke, and it's nothing, and I just looked over, and one of this guy, this guy with this, like, fat face, and, like, Brooklyn hat on, was just looking at me, nodding his head, and I think he was trying to be supportive, but in my mind, I thought he was being sarcastic, and I just completely go off the script, and just didn't do my fucking because as a con, I just had to talk to the room and make fun of the situation and bring the crowd into it or the people that were there into it. And oh man, it's hilarious. I totally didn't do what I was supposed to do. I did that multiple times. But then there were some great crowds where I could actually get up and, you know, do the timing um, that that I wanted to do. So you know that was that was really cool. The problem with live TV is this, okay. And, and this was a really cool experience, and I can only imagine what they do on SNL and how crazy... Because I was at SNL live tapings before, and the tapings at SNL are chaotic. Like, it's not even close to what you see on TV. You think it's like this organized thing. And don't get me wrong, timing-wise, and it is organized. They've been doing it for, what, 30 fucking years, but... As soon as a commercial break happens, they're running up and down the whole studio audience with um, with TV, with uh, you know backdrops and sets and all kinds of stuff, and they're running around and they're grabbing who's ever in the sketch, running back and forth, and it's like this crazy chaos, running around nuts, and then like literally thirty seconds before commercial, they get into place and and it, and it ends up happening and being like that. Now. Doing a stand-up show, much easier, because it's just a crowd and everything, but there's producers, they're telling you when to wrap it up, and it was like, it wasn't like live to tape, it was live, live. What sucked was, as like, right before we did the show, they're like, yeah, you guys aren't doing 10 minutes, you're doing 8. And for a comedian, that screws things up, because that, you know, that's your set, you have a set. Two minutes is a big deal, so I had to really say, all right, man, I guess I'm not going to do this joke. I wanted to do this joke. There was one joke I wanted to do where I tell like a, a more detailed story and it's about a two minute joke. And 
I wasn't able to do it. I had to cut it out. But that was what I found. You know, I was more concerned with time. But it's crazy because there's commercial. And then right before the commercial, they tell the crowd, everybody knows that it's coming back. And there's all these, like, you're on stage and they're giving you signs of how much time is left and stuff. But really a great experience. And uh, Orlando Jones, man, couldn't have been nicer. And guy was just... Um, it was cool, like, just, just seeing these guys that are, like, in movies and stuff, just, like, loving like loving what you do because they're so talented. So um, it was just a really great, great experience, great opportunity. And, um, yeah, but filming live is much different. You, 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 you have it in you where you're like, yeah, like, they're, they're, this has to be, like, you can't, you know. I mean, actually, if you do something live and something crazy happens, you probably get more recognition for it, but you just feel like, holy shit, like this is like broadcasting right fucking now, uh, which is really cool and different. And by the way, Access TV, man, I want that channel. I don't have it, but like I want to pay for it because they are literally, like even during the commercials, when you look at the commercials, you're like, they have like live concerts where if like the Rolling Stones or, or a band you like, whatever band it is, whether it's Rolling Stones or Jay-Z or whatever, if they're playing Madison Square Garden, you could watch it like on your big flat screen HD with surround sound in your home and be like better than being there, man. It was it's it's a really great, great channel. And of course Mark Cuban and Ryan Seacrest are everything those guys touch. You know, think about how brilliant is that? Any live performance, if you're out of state and you can't be there or if you just can't get tickets to it, you could turn it on TV and, and watch it live. And they're trying to do that now with comedy. So it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's cool as hell. Because think about it. Big sporting events, people watch it on TV all the time. Why wouldn't you watch your favorite band if you can't be there? Just get some sick surround sound and watch it in HD. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool network, and you know those guys. I mean, Ryan Seacrest was the one who said, yeah, let's put cameras on Kim Kardashian and her family and see what happens. I think one of those guys, I don't know if it was Howard Stern or somebody like the first person. Was it, was it Howard Stern? Somebody was like, what if we put cameras in Ozzy Osbourne's house? And that's when that Osbourne show came out, and it ended up being like this huge hit. And then everyone's like, okay, let's capitalize on, on other things like that, and you know. And it also does help to be a billionaire. I think having that much money, you can do you could do things like that. <laughs> um, but no, the taping to live was cool. And again, thank you everybody for um, for the kind words and uh, the support. Now, uh, I did not get to see a movie because I've been so fuck. I wanted to see a movie, but with the kids sick, what I tried to do and it didn't fly tonight was I told my wife, I go look, I'm running out. I just did a show tonight with uh, Jay Farrell from uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, funny kid, man. Does really hilarious impressions. He does a great Obama. He does a great Denzel, Will Smith. He's a really, really talented kid uh, from Virginia. You should check him out. Uh, really nice kid, too. And um, we're goofing around in the green room having a good time tonight. But I told my wife, I was like, look, man, I've been on stage every night. And I just, I haven't seen a movie. I want to see a fucking movie it's like a break for me. It's a vacation for me for a couple hours. I want to do that. And um, she just gave the look like, look. Like it was actually cool to have. Like it's cool sometimes when your wife puts your, her foot down and just is like, no. And I'm not, I'm a prideful dude. Like I don't like that. I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like fucking anybody telling, you know, you're not going to tell me no. But she was just like, listen, the kids aren't feeling well. Lucas is sick. Okay. 
you're not going to the movies. That's just I. Can you please just do your show and come? And I was just like, you know something? Yeah, you're right. Like how fucking selfish would that be? If I'm just shoving popcorn and you know Sour Patch Kids in my face when my son's home and my daughter's crying and my wife is dealing with that, so I'm home. And um, but I really wanted to see this Bin Laden fucking Dark Zero Thirty Zero Dark Thirty, whatever the fuck it's called. I, I really wanted to see it. Um, I heard great things about it. I'm gonna make it my business to see that movie. So, um, and I heard it was pretty accurate and shit. So. Really wanted to review that on this podcast. But there was something I wanted to talk about on this show now. And it's going to be very controversial. It, 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 it may upset some people. Okay. Um, that's not my intention. Okay. I don't want to. Well, I'm just going to explain what the hell's going on here. And just be honest and talk like I always do on the show. And you guys can take it however you want to take it. But. Um, I do not mean to offend anybody. I don't. I, I. I hope to the good Lord that I am. I'm wrong, or or not that I think this. I hope to the. I hope to God that this is wrong. And the there's a part of me that is like, yes, it has to be. If it's not, it's absolutely sickening. But I have to talk about this. I overheard some people talking, and they were talking about some sort of conspiracy with the Sandy Hook shit, okay, now, I actually got pissed off, and I got offended, and I'm like, dude, you guys gotta chill the fuck out, because kids died during, like, kids died, okay, this is a fucked up, horrible thing, okay, and it's disrespectful, you know, you talk about this shit, and, and parents are grieving, it's a horrible thing, the whole country, it was one of the biggest, you know, like, I've never seen a, a story affect me or or a whole entire country the way that that did because you're talking about little kids and shit you know but you know it's an interesting thing and and I got really upset and I was yelling and you know even even like some of my family members like no but you got to just look at this just look at this it's just weird it's just weird and I'm like do you really think that they would conspire over some shit and I started getting all crazy and stuff and I was like it's disrespectful you know those those kids are gone his babies aren't here anymore and I, and I lost my shit right and, um, you know, uh, God, God rest their soul, whoever lost their life that day, you know, please, you know, rest in peace and anybody who was affected by it, it's horrible, it's horrific, my heart goes out to you, thoughts, prayers and all that, and, and, and really I mean that. However, m- me having that part of my brain where I'm like, well, I, now I gotta see some shit, I have to, I have to look at least, I have to look at this and see what people are talking about because the, I'm hearing more and more, there's more like outrage and there's more and more talk of something that just foul play or something really funny or weird with this. Okay, so um, yeah, I guess this part, <laughs> I guess this part of the podcast won't be funny, uh, but I, it's just some interesting shit. And I always want to be real and talk about my thoughts and everything that um, you know I was thinking or going on in the week, you know, to, to talk to you people about. And, you know, I sat down with some comedians. We were talking about it at work. And, you know, oh, yeah, I don't I don't really know. But, like, this was kind of weird. Here's the deal. There are some people out there saying that, um, well, there's a couple of stories. There's some people that are real conspiracists saying that the Sandy Hook thing never happened. And that it was a big propaganda thing or it's a big 
thing about, you know, guns and stuff. And that's when I got mad and I was like, I can't see that. Why would you do that with kids? There's other ways to do it. If you want to be like anti-gun, you don't have to do, you're not going to fucking, you know, take out of school. You could, there's other ways to do it. Then there's people that say, yeah, but things went down differently, not how people thought. So I was like, all right, I need to look at this. So what I did was I went online and I looked at all the different things. And then there were people that debunked it and said, no, but this is where they're wrong. But there are facts of this that really freaked me out. And I just was like, man, I got to talk about this because this is really, really crazy. And it, it's really kind of um, scary and, and upsetting to know that, that the, the possibility of this, um, but I was looking on and, and they were saying that, first of all, the, the whole, the amount of guns and the people involved don't match what the reports, like, like don't match things. Like there were things that just didn't make sense. So then I was like, ah, but there's got to be an explanation. So here's what I did. I went and I looked and they said this, there were two people Apparently, two other like gunmen pinned down that radio scanners say we got them. We got these two guys like we got them like they were pinned down and shit. Right. And yet they only talked about the kid that was in the school. And they never mentioned or talk about those guys that they pinned down before. And I was like, well, why the fuck? Like, I don't understand that. Like, why? Why not say, yeah, there were other people involved. And then they were like, yeah, there were four handguns found at the school. But the medical examiner said that the majority of the people or the, the children that were shot were shot with a rifle. But the news reported that the rifle was actually left in the trunk and locked in the trunk and was never in the school. And so somebody was like, dude, just go and look at what the medical examiner said. This fucking dude, man. This dude was talking, and he was all over the place. He was saying yes, then he was saying, yeah, I don't know. Then he was like, yeah, it was all from rifles. Then he was like, no, no, not rifles. Then he was saying, I don't know. Then he was kind of laughing. Then they said that one of the pictures of the parents was actually not the parents. Like, they showed a picture with the kid, but then they showed that, like, the woman was somewhere else and really not the kid's parent. Or like there was another woman in the picture with the kid, but they said that this one was the parent. And I just started, I was like, dude, this is really fucked up. And I don't, and it's almost like I don't want to know. But then some, and this is going to be real heavy, man. This is going to be real heavy. And I'm not saying I agree with this shit. I'm not saying that. Because I, I, I believe that there was a horrible thing that happened and, and, and those kids lost their lives and my heart goes out to it. So, But that doesn't necessarily mean that the story was how we know it. That doesn't mean, and, and, and you can't report something and just lie to people. And that's not even fair to the victims if something else happened and they're just saying it. That's all I'm saying. Because facts are fucked up, dude. And somebody goes, like, people won't question it if it's, if it's in innocence like this. People won't question any kind of, people won't ever dare say something if it's children or if it's something like that. They can't because it's just, oh, it's too touchy and people get upset. But that could be a media tactic or a ploy to say, you know, to say, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, no one's going to question this. You know, yeah, some things happen that, you know, we don't want out there. 
But there were other dudes arrested and pinned down that we never heard about. The whole gun thing is fucked up. And the medical examiner, you got to look at this guy. You got it. Like, if you're interested in this shit, you got to just listen to this guy talk. Go to it and watch it and tell me that that's how the fuck you would act after that horrific thing. There was another thing that was really weird and bugged me out was one of the parents was walking out of a building and I guess like the cameras weren't, he didn't know the cameras were on and he was like laughing. He was like laughing with these guys and then all of a sudden they were like, all right, man, we're about to go now. And like he just started like breathing up and down like an actor and he goes, all right. And he like lifted his shoulders up and kind of did that. Here we go. Right after having like a funny, like laughing conversation, laughing. And this is apparently like 24 hours after his daughter was taken like that. It was really, it's really, really, it's crazy to see. So I don't know what the deal is. And and again, this is not, I'm coming from a point of interest. I'm coming from somebody who is denying this, okay, and saying that there's no way which I, I still believe, I still, I still want to believe because it would make me absolutely sick to think that it would be otherwise. But as a person who was just interested and looked in it, I definitely saw some shit that did not make sense and lets me know that many things were hidden and certain things went down that day that will either be hidden from, like that we're never going to know. And from, so it was basically like, because here's the thing, the only thing that we know is what the media is going to say, you know? The only thing that we're ever going to know, that's all we can know, is what the media shows on TV. And then we could put together and go like this. But when things don't add up and, and people, see, so you got to understand, people are just dumb. They're going to believe shit. You know what I mean? They could be like, yeah, a crazy fucking gorilla runs through fucking city tearing people apart. And, and like, people, like, people will be like, man, did you fucking hear this? Some gorilla just like... You know, like hop the fence and start fucking tearing people apart, and you know what I mean. And, but nobody knows. Like maybe somebody drugged him and let him out, and nobody's gonna know. They're just gonna talk about the gorilla. Like nobody's gonna talk about what happened before the fucking gorilla jumped the fence and started running through the streets of the city, like you know, fucking people up. Maybe that's a crazy example, but you know what I'm saying. Like you don't know. So, and I gotta be honest with you. Like that would probably be one of the most interesting news stories ever. Like, what would you do if you were watching? Like, we interrupt this program to bring you a news, a breaking report. Like, four gorillas from the Bronx Zoo are running around fucking Manhattan just fucking people up. <laughs> I would be like, fuck that movie. I am watching this. This is going to be epic. Um, so, again, I know it's a touchy subject because it, it, it really affected. I mean, my wife was a mess and we were really upset about it. But as somebody who just wanted to watch some things, I, I did. And, and, you know, it was it just seemed it seemed a little weird. Somebody also I was talking to this one comedian and he was telling me that FEMA was like a couple of miles away in like Bridgeport, Connecticut, doing like a safety drill that day. Um, but all that stuff could be coincidence. But the weird thing is. The, the way that medical examiner talked, I don't give a shit, man. I could read people. This is what I do. That's why I get on stage and I talk and, you know, I try to make things funny and make people laugh. But um, watching that, there was something not right. And watching some of these parents kind of smiling and being happy like a day after and shit, man. Like there, there's, I'm not saying nothing happened to the kids, but I don't necessarily, like you can place things in, like like certain things could could not be what they seem, the way that they show you. So I just think if you're interested in something like that or if you want to really at least take a look for yourself and be like, holy shit, 
because they did show we we had the the media has the capability to make a crisis and I do not think and I'm going to repeat this I do not think this is the case but our media in this country they actually showed they can make a crisis on the news that never even happened that it it never existed they could make it and they showed it like a dramatization it looked exactly like the shit we see when a big event happens now I do not think that that happened here and I don't think and I would hope to God that uh, they, they got the majority of the shit right. And, you know, maybe they wanted to keep some things away that would be disturbing, but, like, they they gave the public what they what they really should know. But if you're interested in it, you should watch it and just at least for yourself know that some sometimes, man, the shit's not right. And there is a reason why many, many people, not, not just like one or two and not like just crazy conspiracy people, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions and, and poked a lot of holes in, in, in that fucking story and what happened that day and what was reported to us. Okay, and now all this like, you know, gun shit's coming out and, and I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it really, it, it's, it's worth a look to at least be not, to at least, look, I guess what I'm trying to say is to just let the media tell you some shit and then close the TV and cry and be like, oh my God, that's horrible. And then all of a sudden not really listening to the shit that happened. You know, like you're not going to, you're just going to be like, no, no, that's what it is. Fuck it. Fox News reported it. NBC reported, CNN reported. That's what that's, you know, they're giving the people what the people want. If I was a medical examiner. And I examined bodies of little kids and babies and shit after they were shot up like that. There's no fucking way in the world I would A, make a joke and laugh. B, get facts wrong. Somebody said to the dude, how many girls and how many boys? He said, I don't know. He, 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 he was laughing and being weird. Now listen, maybe the dude's not good with that, but you don't do that in that spot. So I just don't know, it just sucks, and somebody made the best point, somebody said, it just sucks that knowing the government is so filthy, the fact that you could even question something like this is disgraceful, you know, it's just fucking, it's crazy to me, but my my brother, one of my brothers and I, we got into it because he was like, uh, not now with this thing, but like, People don't want to believe in in how awful things can be. But I just look at the, you know, I look at the John F. Kennedy thing, man. And it's like, dude, we blew that, like, like, we blew that dude's fucking, we shot that dude in his, like, in public, man. And then they take his brain away in the autopsy. And I'm really not trying to make this podcast some kind of crazy conspiracy podcast. I'm really not. Because I like to believe in the good and shit. I like to believe in all that. But at the same time, dude, I got to be real and be like, there was some really horrible, awful shit that's happened. And when people start questioning something, it doesn't mean that they're crazy. If somebody gets interested in facts being wrong, it's easy to say they're crazy. It's easy to go, ah, that person's nuts, man. That person, they don't don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just saying that. They're just, you know, they just, they can't live with it. So they got, no, it's not that. It's like, pay attention and listen. You can't get facts wrong with something like this. 
They arrested two dudes in the woods and said, we got them, we got them. And then it never was reported again. And the amount of guns and the gun that they said was used was gone. The medical examiner is fucking laughing and, and all over the place. You got to watch it. Then you got this parent who's laughing and talking. He goes, all right, we're ready to go. And then he just starts like acting. He's like literally like an actor getting ready to get in fucking character. It was the sickest shit I've ever seen. It was weird. It made me sick. It made me sick. To just deny it and go, no, nah, no, nah, that's a coincidence. Fuck that. You got to look at it at least. You got to at least look at it. And I hope to God that even if some weird stuff went down that they had to hide from us, I hope to God for all those victims, God rest their soul, I hope to God that it wasn't that fucking filthy and I hope that they just maybe tried to, you know, maybe some things were reported wrong and they tried to cover it up like that. I'm hoping it's something like that. But I got to tell you people something right now, and this is probably the heaviest I ever got on the show in the 95 episodes, but I would be lying if I said I didn't look online and see some things that really made me go, wow, like anything is possible, like you, you anything. And it opened my eyes for the first time in my life, which I'm actually embarrassed to say, but for the first time in my life, it opened my eyes to let me know that so much of what we see and we're told is bullshit. Like, it's just so easy to tell people. For example, another thing that I saw is people that were really close to Whitney Houston said, and again, God rest her soul, I'm not saying it, but this is fucked up, and people should at least know, and people had to come out later, and maybe this is common knowledge now, but they said she always would joke and say she would never take a bath in a hotel, ever. It was a joke she had. She was like, I would never, ever do that, yet she was found in a fucking thing, and her sister-in-law thinks it was foul play. Her family thinks it was foul play, but you tell the fucking people shit, and they're just like, oh, okay, that's what it is, and it's fu- it's scary. It, it's You know what I mean? Like... It, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, for the first time in my life, I'm like, like people are fucking filthy and not as good as you would want them to be in your heart. And I hope to God that all of this stuff that they're doing, I hope that they're, you know, not being naive or whatever, but I hope to God that maybe the medical examiner and this horrible tragedy was just weird and awkward and didn't know how to deal with it. And I hope that that guy laughing and I hope that those people in the woods, but listen to how many things I'm listing. And there's more things. So I would urge anybody, if you're interested in it, just to watch and just to fucking think about what you were first told that day. Cause I just was walking around sick and you know, I'd love to believe that that shit never happened. <laughs> I'd love to believe that those kids are, you know, I'd love to believe that that day never happened or that that was all bullshit. And, and, you know, I don't think that's the case, but I just definitely had to take a look at it and say, wow, some weird shit went down. So, um, and I wanted to tell people because, you know, I have a lot of people listening to this and, and you know, the podcast is doing well. There's listeners. And, and, and again, I, and I didn't want to offend anybody, but, you know, like that's something that was really talked about and more and more people are talking about it and I think everybody should at least you can't fucking devastate people and hear that and then find out that there's all these holes in it and think it's okay because it's not okay you know your job as a media is to report shit right don't you hate that shit and know facts always come out later and you didn't see shit like you didn't see shit it was just like every day they even said that like footage, like footage was real, like this time they didn't show any footage, but like that Columbine shit, they fucking footage all the time, everything with that Columbine shit, we saw, we saw people running out of the school, we saw the dude, we saw everything, they kept showing things, 
And with this other thing, there was nothing. It was nothing. It was just people in front. They, there was one thing, and I don't know if this is true, but they showed parents that they said were parents of, of the kids. And then they said, no, those aren't real parents. They looked the people up, and they're actually actors who live in Florida, and they were fucking being interviewed at that Sandy Hook shit. Come on, man. Like, I'm not saying, I don't know what it is. But how are you going to just drop that and be like, what? But look, some people are crazy. They want the conspiracy theory. And I was really totally like against this thing. But then somebody said, just type in Wayne Carver and look at the medical examiner. And look what that guy said and listen to how he talks. And you tell me if that's how you would be if you did his job. I'll leave it at that. Uh, um, You know. I mean, maybe you're not always going to be normal if that's the job you do, but that shit was just, the questions were ridiculously easy, and his answers were fucked up. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to be honest with you. Listening to that examiner told me, my mind, the way that I am, the way, you know, I always hope to be a logical, down-to-earth thinker, and watching that dude talk, okay, Made me say, look, I'm not saying, and I would never disrespect the dead, and I would never disrespect the family of these victims ever, okay? But that made me say some shit we don't know. I'm not saying that it didn't happen, and I'm not saying, you know, I would love to believe in my heart, yeah, the whole thing was they did something. How great would that be if if it didn't happen? But watching that guy talk, let me know, dude, we don't know shit as the public. We are in the fog, man. Because people just believe shit. Somebody told me that they did a, uh, they did like an experiment where when people put a sign on the Florida border and people that were driving down south to go to Florida, the Florida border, it said, um, it said, sorry, folks, Florida's closed today. And people were like stopping on the highway and turning around. Like, you, how the fuck are you going to close a state? Like, you can't, but just people, it just showed, it was just like a quick thing that they showed how people just, you tell them something, and there, there's no, like, well, questioning, like, how the fuck, like, how, you know? Like, you could, you could tell anybody, you could tell somebody something, and they're going to believe it. You could go up to a girl and be like, look, man, I just want to let you know, like, I know you said we're going to go on a date in a week, but, um... Like, it is a fact. The end of the world's coming tonight. And, uh, you know, so we should fuck tonight is what I'm saying it, it, because, you know, it's never going to happen again. And I think since, you know, like like there, there will be a girl that would be like, ah, you know what, shit. Uh, all right. <laughs> Some of the Versi Effect listeners are going to do that. I'm going to get an email. Dude, I got punched in the face by this girl, man. <laughs> Stupid ass podcast. <laughs> But uh, really disturbing, man. And um, it's, it's, I hope it's all wrong. And I hope that all those crazy things were just really weird coincidences. But I got to be honest with you, just really weird and, and scary stuff out there. Yeah, that's why I can't stand the media, man. Because the media, like I've talked about on the podcast, the media is responsible for people with no talent getting rich and getting famous, but just putting them there, you know. Yeah, it's 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 just silly. So that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. And if anybody listening to this knows information about this or 
you know, saw something or, or knows something about this or, or why the people were weird and, and what, what really happened. And if somebody can, you know, why if like, you just know facts about it and you want to, you know, email or, or, or I'll talk about it back on the show and say, you know, this person gave insight or whatever. And if you want me to use your name, I will, if you don't, I won't, but I definitely feel that, um, you know, it's very, it's very interesting and scary. And I think at least looking into it does make sense because if you were somebody that it was emotionally hit by it, the way that, you know, the whole country was, you know, the way, you know, especially anybody with children, I think that it's something to, you know, at least go, holy shit. Like I didn't look at it like that, or I didn't see that. I didn't know about that. I think that's what smart people do. And I think that that's the, you know, you know, I don't want to know people. I don't want to know. I just, you know, I just want it to go away and I don't want to. And it's like, that doesn't, but, but that's what they, that's what, you know, look, man, I just look at it. journalists and media, tell the truth, say what's right and give it to the people that way or, or don't fuck it up. And it, it's scary because I feel like you can't trust, like not being able to trust people that are giving you information is really like, you feel fucking like violated you don't know you don't know shit we don't know anything man and it's scary they whacked out presidents in this country and nobody's got the fucking answer just nobody's like still this now nah, i don't know clue that's really fucking weird and here's another thing all right this is officially a conspiracy theory podcast i'm sorry but here's another thing after john f kennedy got killed they killed his brother and nobody, and was just like, they shot his brother, you know what I mean? Like his brother, of course, because his brother was going to f- try to figure some shit out. And they just did that. And it was like, okay, not okay, but it was just over. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not, I never want to be one of these guys, but I'm starting to really, you know, like put, don't ever put me in a room with Jesse Ventura. Because before you know it, I'll be on the podcast be like, did you know milk is the reason people can only live to 76? Like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to fucking be that. But I realize that questioning things is pretty, uh, it's a, it's a pretty, it could be a dangerous thing. It could be, it could get you in trouble, I guess. But I, I think that it's, it's something that more people should do because then the more people that are aware of shit then you you can't be fucked with unfortunately the masses are fucking stupid but nobody who listens to the Verzi Effect podcast is because you're listening to the Verzi Effect podcast let's be honest so that's the badge you got if you're listening to this shit right now you're a forward fucking smart thinker who gets shit okay so that's a little tidbit of information and that's something that was uh, definitely you know talked about and I got into crazy fights with people not believing it and then I was like all right I gotta take a look at this and I said wow that's a little eyebrow raising so I'll leave it at that okay um and you know it's funny there's gonna be a lot of you who like don't like do anything about it but I know there's gonna be a lot of listeners who go online and look shit up so let me know what you think um about that all right so let's talk Let's talk some sports here, everybody. We're going to get into some sports. Positive, more positive note. Because this is something, and this is the beauty of sports. And this is something that anybody who thinks people who watch sports are just dummies. Oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah, get another beer. Get fatter, you dumb asshole, and watch the game. Yeah, why don't you read a book? Here's why. 
that fat asshole's not going to read a book and he's going to watch a game because the game is at least real. Okay, the game isn't something that you, the media can, the media will just, you know, you, you watch the game, but the game fucking happened and there's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end and there's a winner in a contest and you watch it and it's, it's nice to know that there's no bullshit. Okay, you either throw an interception or you throw a touchdown, you get tackled, you, you guys are running around and it's all real and it's happening. That's what I love about sports. I can't stand when people think like nerds who are like, yeah, why don't you read a book, you fucking stop watching a Tennessee Titan game. It's it, You don't get it. Now, granted, there are some definite fat fucks out there who are dumb and, you, you know, you just put any game on and they just say, oh, look, look, <laughs> I know that. But I'm, I'm talking about the people that are not like that. I'm talking about the people that, you know, sit down and really want to be taken out of reality for a little while. Okay, and enjoy something that's actually really happening. And I think, and this is a perfect example of what happened in the NFL. These games were phenomenal. The Baltimore Ravens and Ray Lewis. By the way, can Ray Lewis tone it down a little bit? Can Ray Lewis stop throwing himself on the ground, crying, screaming about, you know, thank you, God, and, and crying, and oh my God, I can't believe it, and this is, you know, this team, and we're soldiers, we're soldiers, we, we fight for it, it's like, dude, no, you're not, man, you're a fucking football player, relax, okay, like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, dude, but you gotta stop throwing yourself on the ground, crying, you know, guys acting like, you know, he's going into war, I mean, there's, those are the people. You know, you go and you strap on a fucking helmet and a gun and you go start fighting the Taliban and shit. That's like some heroic shit. And when that war is over, you should go and cry and be like, oh my God, thank you. But, you know, not when you beat the fucking Patriots. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little much, Ray. A guy just wanna. Yo, man, this is. Yo, man. We, we stuck together. Okay, we were family. We stuck together. Okay, I can't believe it, man. You know, I told the guys. I said we could be here. Okay, we could be. You hold your head high, okay? You hold your head high, cause we coming. Okay, we're the Baltimore Ravens. I can't believe it, man. This is this is. Oh my God. Anything you can do, anything, man. I told the guys. I said, it's going to be my last ride. And they went with me, though. They went with me, man, because we're together. Like, it's just like, Ray, dude, like, you got to fucking calm down, man. Because, like, you're either making me want to cry or throw something across my house, man. I'm just watching a game. Like, it's 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 a little much. We go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is a team of destiny. It's like, nah, man. Calm down. He's got to calm down. Listen, I think it's cool the Harbaugh brothers are uh, are going to go against each other. I think it's cool that I predicted this shit to happen. I think that, um, you know, the, the whole playoffs have been amazing. And I also think that having the Detroit Pistons go out with the Knicks in London was ridiculous. Could we have had a better game? Did it have to be the Detroit Pistons? How about the Celtics? How about the Thunder? How about the Lakers? How about the Heat? 
How about somebody, like the Detroit Pistons didn't even deserve the vacation in London. Those Pistons players shouldn't have even seen, seen the scenery. They shouldn't have been allowed to leave the hotel. That's how bad they are. And don't get me wrong. Happy the Knicks went to London. Happy the Knicks won the game. But did it have to be the Detroit Pistons? Like, it would have been an awesome, bigger spectacle if, like, it was like, oh, big game, showdown, Knicks and a rival. I would have taken the Nuggets. How about Knicks Clippers? That would have been better. The Detroit Pistons. Oh, my God. Unacceptable for the week is the NBA sending a team that's competitive and good from New York, finally with a star, finally doing well with the awful Detroit Pistons who have been awful for years. Unacceptable for the week. All right. Now... I have to stick with my Super Bowl prediction here. My Super Bowl prediction was the Niners against the Ravens in the Super Bowl to win. I don't think, and since this podcast, oh, actually I will do a podcast before the Super Bowl. So I'll do my Super Bowl prediction next Friday or Saturday. But I mean, I basically already told you that I had to stick with the 49ers. But I'll break it down a little more. Talk about it. And, um, you know, who knows what happens? Make sure, like, check the injuries and all that stuff. But I'm going to stick with the Niners. I think that they just have, I just think that they have the quarterback now and the running game. They have the defense for it. And I think that, um, I think it's going to come down to Flacco or this Kaepernick guy making a mistake. And I, I just think, I mean, look, the 49ers went down 20 to 3 and they ended up coming back to win. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That was Seattle. The uh, the 49ers went down 17 to nothing in Atlanta today. They came back to win. I think they went down against the Packers, and then they came back to win. So that's a team that could be down and come right back. However, Ravens seem like they're on this destiny run. Flacco's not throwing picks. Ray Rice is running the ball well. That other guy, Pierce, I believe, is, is running the ball well. Flacco's throwing the ball. He's got some confidence now. The defense held New England scoreless in the second half of this game. They're flying, too. This could be an epic thing. Two sons, awesome for the family because a Super Bowl ring and a Super Bowl trophy is going into the family regardless of which son wins, which is really cool, which is awesome. You know, and you gotta you gotta think the parents want one of the sons to win. Like you got like deep down inside, as any parent listening to this knows, deep down inside, and this is a this is a tough thing to say because you love your kids the same. You do love them the same, but there's there and I haven't really experienced this, but I would imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, but wouldn't you think if 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 you had two sons that were coaching in the Super Bowl against each other, I guess the easy thing to do would be have the mom go for one and the father go for another in like a friendly thing. You know, because they're going to say all the right things. Like, as long as nobody gets hurt, okay? If nobody gets hurt, we're just happy that our boys are in the thing. Yeah, that's all good. But you know, some, you know, like the father's going to think about a lamp that was broken in like 1989 by one of them and be like, I hope that fucker's, you know, I hope he, you know, maybe let him throw a pick here just to get me, just to get that back for me. I don't know. I, I would just think that the parents would have one that they would really want to win. Maybe I'm a dick for saying that, but come on. All you people out there, I know what you're doing right now. You're thinking of your two kids and going, all right, she's more of a dick. <laughs> 
the Versi Effect podcast, everybody. Getting serious today and then getting right back to the funny. How you like that? We talked about a little little fucking crazy conspiracy theory going on and all these crazy things. And now we're talking about um, parents loving one child more than the next. That's right, everybody. The Versi Effect podcast show. Sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app on your iPhone today. Butterfly Radio. Register on ButterflyRadio.com and get your own podcast. How you like that? People are doing it all over. Did you? Do you have an iPhone 4, 4S, or 5? Then do it. By the way, thank you for everybody that that, that did down, download it. And um, thank you for all the comments and everything you know, on iTunes. Now, the big question is this. And I don't know this yet. Well, maybe. I think I might be doing something, but I don't know if it was if it's definitely confirmed it might be. But anyway, what do you do for the Super Bowl? Because there's rules. There's rules to what you do on the Super Bowl, and I'm going to tell you what the rules are. All right. First of all, being at a huge get-together when your team is in the Super Bowl, huge mistake. The dumbest thing you could do. It's going to be distracting, and then there's going to be a couple of people that are rooting against what you're rooting for, which is going to annoy you, and then there's going to be like the two or three people clapping against your team, and it's just going to make you hate their face during the whole game, and if, God forbid, your team loses, and then those people are happy standing around drinking with a fucking nacho and cheese chip, and they're just smiling and laughing, you're going to want them to choke on the fucking nacho, and you know, and this is all in the back of your mind, you know. You'll sit there, hey, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, go get a DUI, you cocksucker. That's, I, it doesn't make sense. People are yelling. Hey, man, can, yeah, where's the vodka? Did the vodka run? Who needs to go something from the store? And you're looking around, and it's just a mess. You never do that. Last year, I told you, I, I was in here with one, my buddy James Goff, comedian, and my son and my wife, and he's a Giants fan, and we sat and we watched the game. It was nice. Now, this year, I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a dog in this fight. Or a horse in this race. I don't know. I always People make fun of me. I always fuck up the sayings. But you know what I mean. I don't really have... You know, yeah, I have my prediction. But that doesn't matter. I would... If Baltimore wins, I'm not going to go, oh, you know. I... I might actually think I'm rooting maybe for Baltimore. Even though my prediction is probably going to be the 49ers. I'm rooting for Baltimore. Because Ray Rice is from New Rochelle. Ray Rice is from my neighborhood. Or, or my county. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting Ray Rice at an NFL party one night. Yes, that's right. Okay? Because that's the perks of being funny, people. No, I actually did. All, all jokes aside, I had the pleasure of meeting Ray Rice at an NFL draft party. And we actually talked about Westchester. I said, hey, what's up, man? You know, we're talking about something from Westchester. He said, oh, where at? I told him. And a real cool, small dude, man. Real cool. And uh, so I think I'm rooting for him. Just, you know, that's a Westchester County thing. I think that that would be cool if he won a Super Bowl being from here. You know, I was in Westchester Magazine. He's going to be in the Super Bowl from Westchester. Pretty close comparisons, I think. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to probably be rooting for Baltimore just because of, you know, I joke about Ray Lewis. <laughs> We're a team, man. <laughs> you know, we, <sighs> this is what we do. We, <laughs> we stuck together. We stuck together, <laughs> Like, I'm rooting for him, and although I like Randy Moss, too, 
even though Randy Moss was a dick when he was on Oakland and some things, I, I would to, for him to like get a ring would be pretty cool. If Randy Moss had a big Super Bowl and like won it, like if Randy Moss had MVP of the Super Bowl because he had like three touchdowns and just that would be pretty cool. That would definitely be pretty cool. But I, I don't I don't know. But I think that this is one where you can go to a party. You can go to a party and you could, you know. But again, you don't want to be at a party with the majority of people on one thing and then you have to worry about who you're rooting for. My suggestion for Super Bowl parties is being with people that pretty much agree with you or that you like and you just sit there and you enjoy it and it's calm. That's what's happening. You get a little older. Not that I'm old. I'm in my early 30s. But, you you know, you get you get a family like, like I can't believe now that I used to stay online for a nightclub. Like 21, you go to the city and you think it's so cool. And you're online for like an hour and a half. And then you get into this big place that's blasting like techno music. You can't hear anybody. And people are dancing around with glow sticks. You listen to a couple of songs, have a couple of drinks and leave. And you think it was amazing. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I can't believe, you know. And, and I feel like now, like a great time is just going to a diner with one person. <laughs> just, <laughs> and just talking to them. Speaking of diners, the other night, I don't know who follows me on Twitter, but I was we went to a diner, me, James Goff. I hosted both shows down at the stand. And um, by the way, shout out to the stand comedy club. Stand, uh, shout out to Gotham Comedy Club, Stand Up New York, um, Levity Live. All these great clubs that, that you know I work at in New York, they're, they're amazing. You come to New York, you should definitely check them out. Come check me out. Come see a show, and you know, the, you'll, you'll have a great time. But we did – I performed at, stand-up, uh, at the stand the other night, and me, James Goff, and Chris Lambert, both were guests on my show. We go into um, – we go into this uh, diner, and I tweeted this. We're sitting in this booth – and two, on the side of us was a two-seat table, and there was a grown man. And when I say grown, I'm probably thinking like 50 to 55 in a suit, fucked up, passed out, head down at his table. And I just had to get out of the booth and stand in front of him and pose, and we took a picture of it. But it... It was hilarious. This guy, you would never think, this guy like looked like his wife just told him they're getting divorced. He went to a bar, took down like 16 shots of tequila, drank two beers, went into a diner to eat something, and then his head just fucking, his, just, he just hammered in a nail with his forehead <laughs> with one shot at the table and was laying there. And we had the best time, man, but it sucked. I was sitting on the inside. And Chris Lamberth was on the outside, and so I was I was in there, and I, I was laughing so hard. And when I laugh, I like to either run around or, like, push things, and I couldn't. I was stuck. It was, like, claustrophobic. I felt like a fucking prisoner. It was the, I, But I was we laughed. We had a great time. When I get together with those guys, man, we, we really have a good time. And they're funny dudes, too, so... Um, yeah, we it, it was it was really funny to see a guy like cuz you know, you see somebody in public fucked up with their head down. You you think it's going to be a homeless dude. You think it's going to be somebody you know, not not dressed nice. Speaking of that, I think I'm going to step my dress game up. 
you know, I, I just want to be, I just want to be dressed. I want to dress a little nicer for the year. I think that that's going to be a goal. Want to lose a little more weight and start wearing a little nicer sweaters, you know, and just you know look nicer. Like the other day, I got on stage and I looked at myself and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? You look like you should be playing a harmonica on a subway, like down in a subway." Like it just. Uh, yeah, I looked at myself and I was like, you look like a guy sit... I mean, I wasn't like that bummy. I had jeans on and a top, but I just it just didn't look... I don't know. Like a fucking... You know, I, I don't know. The Versi Effect podcast, we did it together. Anything, you could do anything. We had each other's back. We had each other's back. I gotta go and paint two big... Black triangles under my eyes for this national anthem so everybody could see my my face war paint. That Ray Lewis impression just slowly transferred into Paul Verzi. Like I was like, we got we, we to fight today. We got to really fight tonight. <laughs> Getting goofy, everybody. Getting goofy. Um, did you get your flu shot? I don't know. They just, they just fucking, I think they get money on it. My doctor's office was hilarious. They just like fucking talked me into it. Did you get your flu shot? Oh, yeah, you should do that today. Hold on, we'll come in. Like before I knew it, this lady just threw something in my arm. Speaking of shooting shit, did you guys see that Lance Armstrong thing? I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I just saw the highlights when he was like, yep, I know that's scary. Yep, did that too. That's even scarier. Did you feel bad or remorse? Nope. That's the scariest. I was just like, oh my God. I wonder why this guy left his wife. You gotta be a fucking, you gotta be a certain fucking guy, man. You do. You gotta be a certain dude to do certain things. I'm not built that way. I'm really not. So let's do some plugs here. Stinks that we're going to miss football, though, in two weeks. What are we going to do? Am I going to get excited about the Yankees kicking the shit out of the Indians in a few months? No, I'm not. All right. What do we got coming up? I will be... Oh, I got some dates. I got some dates to plug, too. Um, if you listen to this, I will be in Syracuse at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Syracuse on uh, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day to February 17th. I know that's a little while off, but if you're up there and you're listening to it, definitely um, come out to that. That should be, that's a fun, it's always a fun time out there. And it's a small, intimate room, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Also, I will be doing a bunch of shows at uh, Stand Up New York, The Stand, Gotham, all my regular city um, comedy clubs, uh, and the new dates, uh, the new show dates were updated on um, paulverzi.com on the shows, okay? Also, I will be, I got some up, I got some other dates coming up with Bill Burr. I will be with Bill on, um, I believe it's some, I got some stuff coming up March and April with Bill. 
So I'll let you guys know about that. That's always a good time, man. We always have a blast. Those shows are always sick. So um, there's going to be, I believe it's going to be Atlanta is going to be one of them. And I'll mention the March one. Uh, I don't know. The April one will be Atlanta. The March one, I don't know where. But I'll let you guys know about that. But I should be doing that. And um, a lot of local stuff in New York City uh, as well. And if you are in upstate New York and you are in Syracuse, come out to a show February 14th to the 17th. Okay, I know it's a far time off, but it comes quick, people. I've learned that. Okay, I think that that's it. Or is it? Is it it? Oh, I saw something. I got to talk about this. Don't, oh, man, if I told this story before in the podcast, I'm going to be pissed, but I don't think I did. So I, I will leave you guys with this. I feel like I'm closing a set right now. Ah, excuse me. I'm drinking my um, sparkling water beverage, strawberry lemonade, naturally flavored from Target. Zero calories, everybody. Okay. We did it together. All right, here's what I'm going to leave you guys with. Getting engaged is hilarious. Getting engaged is one of the funniest things for it. For, like to the girl, it's this big fucking, it's this big, you know. Oh my God, he did it. We get deal, mom, mom, mommy, dad, we get You know, but for the dude, it's like really, really panicky. It's really uncomfortable. It's awkward. You don't know where you're going with it. Anyway, I did, last night I thought I was going to have the night off. I was running around like crazy. Uh, before uh, the TV set and just working on stuff and, 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 and just literally going and doing auditions for a show. I, I just everything, I had so much stuff going on and I was actually excited to have a Saturday, as a comedian, to have a Saturday night off never happens and I was excited to just stay home with my kids, maybe watch a movie, just relax, do nothing, maybe go to the movies and... Um, I plan to go to a late movie with my brother and, and hang at the house first. And what happens is this. I get an email from a comedy club and they go, Hey, man, you want to do the midnight show? I got you eleven, uh, a 12.45 spot. That's money, man. That's money. On a weekend in the city, that's, that's actually good money for the spot time. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Then my manager, Chris Italia, from the stand goes, Hey, you want to come in and do an 11.15 spot? Somebody's got the flu. So I'm like, now I could go make some decent money for the night, and, and now I got two shows, and I can't relax, so I'm exhausted. So I do the show at the stand, goes great, then I go over, uh, I go over to Gotham, I do the show, at, I do the, the 1245 at Gotham, another great club, and the place is packed, and I get there at the end of the show, but the 1030 show, I get to the end of it, and it's packed, like sold out, and this dude comes on stage, and Somebody goes, hey, watch this, man. This kid's going to propose to his girl. So he gets on stage and he goes, yeah, so-and-so, can you come up to the stage? I have something that i got to ask you. And he pulls out this ring and the place goes nuts. And then she comes on stage and, you know, he gets on a knee and he proposes. And he was a, an ex-soldier um, who fought for us in Iraq, which was really cool. Then he comes into the second show and, like, him and all these dudes start drinking. And it got really annoying. Like, he went from, like, this guy that was really happy for him. And, you know, to just this, like, loud, like, heckling, like, kind of, like, kind of dick. And then, um, yeah, I was just, I don't know. I mean, listen, he had a good night. He was with his girl, but it just annoyed me. But anyway, 
I said to him, I go, dude, how nervous were you? And he goes, yo, fuck yeah. And then I was like, oh, God, why did I even ask you a question? <laughs> why did I even ask you a question? You know, and I was like, this guy fought for us in Iraq, and I bet you he was more nervous today. Because here's the thing, you're always thinking about how you're going to give it. So I'm going to tell you guys how I did this. I had the ring. It's It's really bad. It's really bad how I did it. I got the ring. I went down to the Diamond District in Manhattan. I got a really nice ring. It was a really nice ring. If you see my wife's hand, you could say, wow, that shit is nice. So we go out to dinner. And uh, and I mean nice ring in an annoying way. Not a bragging way. Like It's like, no, it's annoying. Like, I spent a lot of money on this fucking thing. Looking back, I should have shaved off a couple grand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we go to dinner. And I'm like a nervous wreck. And I'm just kind of like, I'm just, my wife was like, you were really chatty and weird and you weren't making, like I was all over the place. Okay. Kind of like I am sometimes on this podcast. And um, I'm sitting down and we're in this restaurant in White Plains. And I'm just kind of looking around. And I'm like, what should I do? And I had it like in a rubber band in like a longer sock. I had like one longer sock on and I had it wrapped up like multiple times in the sock and then a rubber band around it. <laughs> So so I can't fuck that up, right? So we're sitting down and I'm like, when do I do it? Do I do it at the end? Do I do it at the, you know, do I do it at the beginning? Should I, you know, then I'm, I'm all over the place and then a bread basket comes and I'm like, oh, what if I fucking slip it in the bread basket? And then like, I kind of like ask her for a piece of bread. And then like the bread was all like buttery and I'm like, what happened? I don't want butter on the box. And then, like, you know, like, the little Mexican dude who does the bread kept coming out. And I'm like, well, what if he takes it? You know, and I don't mean that in, like, a racist way. All right, fine. Maybe a little racist way because, you know, we all know Mexicans steal. But, uh, no, I'm kidding. I was like, no, maybe he'll take the basket by accident. So I was just like, I don't know what to do. So finally, I go to the bathroom to gather my thoughts. I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? And I go, fine, just go back there. Just, you know, talk. And when the right moment comes, you just give it to her. So there's a TV on in the corner of the restaurant. And it was ESPN. And apparently, somebody on the Dodgers at the time, and I believe it was Nomar Garcia Para, hit four home runs in one game. I believe it was him. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, it was definitely a Dodgers game. And somebody had hit four home runs in the game. And I remember I'm like looking it up and, and I'm looking up at the TV and I'm all over the place. And I'm just like, when is it time? I got to get this ring. I got to get this done. I just want this done. And I'll be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I didn't care about romance. I just wanted it done. I just wanted to get it done so we could enjoy our meal, whatever, tell our families and, and just do that. That's all I cared about doing. And my wife kind of gives me a cue where she goes, oh man, four home runs in one game. She goes, that's awesome. And something in my in my brain, I don't know why, but something in my brain, and I just go, now's the time. And I take out the ring, and this is how bad this is. Ladies, don't hold this against me. But I just needed it to get out. I needed it to get done. She goes, oh man, four home runs in a game, that's awesome. And my brain goes, now's the time. And I grab the box, and I just put, and as I'm putting it on the table, I go, not as awesome as this. <laughs> I know, I know, absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible, not as awesome as this is awful, please, 
I know I told some of you people to put post something, and then when you posted it, I didn't get it. I will get it. Please just go to my Facebook or Twitter, and that will be the inside joke between me and my listeners this week. Just go to my Twitter, Facebook, and just put in quotes, not as awesome as this, hashtag awful. I'm going to do that joke on stage. So you guys just heard that story. I'm doing that on stage. I have to. It's going to be the new piece in my set. Not as awesome as this to get engaged is awful. And then she like, I was so like shocked and she was shocked. And then like, I didn't do anything. And she goes, you know, you have to like get on a knee and do it. And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, and I, and I just like, it was awful. So I'm going to leave you guys with that story. Uh, We did it together. (laughs) Hold the heads high. So thank you everybody. Look at the, um, please go and visit the, uh, paulverzi.com website that's www.paulvirzi.com and check out new show dates and um, please keep the comments coming on iTunes I hope that this podcast interests you uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. I was just being real went with the serious shit. I hope you check that out. Let me know your thoughts. Um, if you thought there was anything you know fishy with that and again it's no disrespect to you know to anybody, uh, I made that clear during that, so I won't repeat that, um, but, you know, check that out, also, if you got the flu, I hope you get better, I hope you don't get the flu, if you never, if you didn't get it yet, and I will talk, and, and this I can pretty much guarantee, okay, I'm gonna review a movie next week, I gotta get to the movies, so we will do a movie next week, Okay, and we will definitely go a little more into why I think the 49ers will win the game. But that's barring any injury. And who knows, everybody, could I have a change of heart? Maybe I could. We will see. But until then, thank you. And anybody who's planning, okay, I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to leave you with this. Anybody that is planning to get engaged from now until the next podcast, which will be episode 96, whatever you do, Do not freeze up and say one of the corniest, stupidest fucking things you could possibly say, like, not as awesome as this. That will haunt me for life. It was absolutely one of the worst, dumbest things I ever did. But you know what? Like everything else on this podcast, it was real and it was honest. So there you go. Do it in a cool, macho way. But I hate those guys that go overboard. You know those guys like I'm gonna jump out of a fucking plane. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna. Do. <laughs> I'm gonna jump out of plane, right? As the parachute opens and I start gliding down, I'm gonna like find a way to maneuver myself into like a chalk heart that was already placed, and she'll be waiting in the heart. Okay. And then I'm going to throw her the box before I land and scream, will you marry? Like, I mean, it's just a little, you know, those guys are annoying. Just don't say anything corny. All right, I'll leave it at that. But I think I got a new joke. And I got the date of the show, so you can't take it. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. Until episode 96, thank you. And I got some guests coming up. We're going to do all that shit. So uh, get at me. Comments, iTunes. Everything. I know what you're thinking. Man, this was a great podcast. Why is it over? Of course it was. Okay, I owed it to you people. I owed it to you people because I'm a day and a half late.
Till episode 96. Thank you, everybody.